I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is supported in part by the Bertha Foundation. G'day, Lewis. Hello, Daniel. How are you? Good. You look so much better than you did last week. Thank you. Yeah, I feel a million times better. I'm still not at 100. I'm probably at like 80%, but I am, yeah, mostly recovered from COVID, back on deck, back at work, ready to talk about World War Three. <laughs> okay, perfect. I'm glad you recovered just in time for the most dying Just in time to die. The world. Um, <laughs> hey, we've got a new uh, Joke Keeper poster up and about in Sutherland Shire. Let me share it with you. I took a trip out to Sutherland Shire to take a photo of it. It, ha- it says, Hawaiian hideaway for when things get too hot at home. This is bushfire sale now on. So if you live uh, near Sutherland Station or you want to take a trip to Sutherland Station, go check it out and take a selfie. I don't think it. you can um, take a train trip in Sydney at the moment, so probably <laughs> That's right. it's you'll have to out. get an Uber. <laughs> you have to get an Uber. Take an Uber to Sutherland Station. Also, Lewis, I've sent out the final perk for JokeKeeper. It's only taken 24 weeks, but finally uh, there's a guy who lives in Colorado. He runs a ski tech company. Uh, he ordered a plaque and this is it here. I'll show it to you. It's a bronze plaque and it says, during a national crisis, the Prime Minister of Australia, Scott Morrison, stood on this spot and did nothing. So that mm. that is going to go to Colorado for some reason. So that's fantastic. Big thank you to Steve for that. That's it's beautiful. A, it is amazing. It took forever to make, but, you know, it's on its way there now. <laughs> also, what was a massive success was the reordering of Irrational Fear last year, last week. We actually picked up nine new Patreon subscribers. So big thank you to everyone who signed up to hear Extra Fear, uh, which is the... The phrase we're going with, Lewis, we're not going with lend me your fears, would you believe? Interesting, interesting. Yeah, yeah, no, fair enough. I mean, extra fear is a bit simpler. It's a little less fun. Yeah, but, you know, also uh, our listeners are simple people. They're simple folk. <laughs> they like big ideas. Simple folk that like big ideas. I disagree. I I think they loved my my lend me your fears based pun. <laughs> when you go to patreon.com forward slash irrational fear, you get to listen to extra fear. Uh, also, you get discounted tickets to our live shows and we, we we are working on a new live show for the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Put it in your diary. It's not on sale yet, but April 10th, 5pm at the Forum. 
That's that's I think a day after your show, Lewis. Yeah. Oh God. Yes. Okay. It's a Sunday. Yeah, Sunday, Sunday, Friday. Great news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great news. Yeah, yeah. We haven't announced the other show, by the way, so cut that. Okay, all right. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Who does? Yeah, no one knows about the other show I'm doing. Yeah, so if you want to come see Irrational Fear live on stage, we are going to play the biggest room we have ever played, Lewis. It's for 580-seater, which is also great. If if it's half full, it's good for social distancing. So Whereabouts? At the Forum. We're going to play the Forum, the big (laughs) big room at the Forum, yeah. I love the forum. It's beautiful. It's very exciting. So please come along to that. Uh, tickets should be on sale hopefully at the end of the week. It's so, have you been to the new forum? I don't think we're nice enough for that theatre. Like that's, it's a really nice theatre. We're going to need to do like a dance number. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's do a dance number. I'm, I'm trying to get some, I'm trying to get at least one really, really big name to come join us. So I'm excited about it. So it should be good. Wow. A little known up and comer called uh, Lewis Hobber is going to be showing us on stage. <laughs> so that's good. Uh, at the very end of this podcast tonight, also I'll be telling you ha- about a brand new special election project that I'm working on for the election and how you can be a part of it. So skip to the end if you want to hear about that. I'm recording my end of Irrational Fear on Gadigal Land of the Oronation. Sovereignty was never ceded. We need a treaty. Let's start the show. A rational fear contains naughty words like Brexit, Canberra, Fair Dickum, and Section 40. A rational fear recommends listening by immature audiences. Tonight, after contracting COVID-19, Clive Palmer is rushed to hospital with symptoms commensurate of an overdose of irony. And the summer of sequels continues to roll on as World War III kicks off in Europe, but critics say it's incredibly derivative. And Sydney has had the wettest summer in over 30 years. But what is the cause? La Nina or Albo's new pictures? It's the 25th of February and we're not on strike. This is Irrational Fear. Irrational Fear! Welcome to Irrational Fear. I'm your host, former chairman of Perth Airport, Dan Illich, and this is the podcast that holds your hands through the scariest stories in the news. And we've got a couple of first-time fear mongers on the show tonight, which is very exciting. Vice magazine says he has the energy of a dog that needs to be taken out. Uh, but, you know, he's basically booked this <laughs> podcast on the strength of his solo show name, which is The Sexy Environmentalist. So please yep. keep your IPCC in your pants and welcome Steve Hilly. Welcome, Steve. Hello, everybody. Yeah, thank you. How, how does it feel to know that the vice wanted to put you down? I know, I know. It was that just that came from a. So I, I was doing a gig in. I was doing a tour in Romania, and these uh, these journalists turned up, and uh, it was all very weird. Uh, by the end of the night, they. Um, yeah, I, I, it's kind of a compliment, right? In a way, uh, but it's yeah. So, so I'm I'm kind of proud of it, but I'm also yeah. Not somebody I mean, wants to. Steve, a lot of people would pay money to watch a dog on stage going so crazy that it had to be put down. Not people that you like necessarily. Yeah, not people yeah. that you want to come to your show, but people would pay. And people would also pay money during the show to see, you know, what would happen to that dog. <laughs> Yeah, very true, and uh, and you know again with with the way I look and my ethnicity, some you might get some people who might enjoy me being taken out as oh, well. Terrible, so, terrible, so, terrible. Yeah, yeah, depending where you are in the world. Uh, 
so yeah, so so that happened, and it was lots of fun. It, no, it was actually. It was a it was a lovely tour, and uh, and I managed to get a good quote out of it. And she's the host of What in the World is Going On podcast, and she calls herself an anti-inspiration influencer. So please <laughs> try not to be inspired by Lauren Edwards. Welcome, Lauren. Oh, thank you so much. Um, just on the dog thing, I would be a chihuahua, by the way, if I could be worth doing a show about dogs. That's who I am as a person, small and terrifying. So thank you so much. And they call his legs the Twin Towers for good reason. It's Lewis Hobber. That's right. Um, because, oh, no, all the jokes I think I have are too conspiratorial about my legs now. <laughs> yeah. Jet Come- fuel can't melt them. They're too hot. Yeah. Hey. Coming up later in Extra Fear, we talk with friend of the show Bryn O'Brien from the Australian Centre for Corporate Responsibility about how the Mike Cannonbrook's takeover bid of AGL came to be and where it'll go from here. We'll also ask her what will it take for Mike Cannonbrook's to buy a rational fear. But first, here is a message for this week's sponsor. We all want our kids to grow up healthy and not on fire, which makes rising temperatures in and around the home a bit of a nuisance. But if you want to do absolutely nothing about them, why go past the Liberal Party of Australia? Not only has the Liberal Party of Australia received donations in excess of $5 million from fossil fuel companies since 2012, unlike other Australian political parties, the Liberal Party of Australia comes with a unique formula that combines heavy investment in the gas industry with no meaningful plan to transition to renewables or electric vehicles, making them the perfect party to guarantee Australia contributes less than our fair share to the global effort to tackle climate change. So if you want to stick your head in the sand and feel it get hotter and hotter, why not give the Liberal Party of Australia a go today? Bland Power, helping you vote better. Authorised by D. Illich, it's not a race man. This week's first fear, Tim Wilson loves free speech, just not from his electorate. I don't even know this guy. Uh, He's an IPA member, freedom-loving libertarian, he's an MP. He basically hit his social media hard this week uh, to alert everyone in his electorate that if you support Zoe Daniel by putting up a sign in your yard, you could be a lawbreaker. His tweet said, (laughs) lawbreakers shouldn't be lawmakers. Fake independents have profited by selling signs to households that they know they're going to get a fine. So much for integrity. First of all, uh, this doesn't sound like lawbreaking, it just sounds like democracy. Uh, Second of all, (laughs) the council came out to say, yeah, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> what was his problem with it? What did what did he say was illegal about the sign? He said he said that basically it contravenes council laws that if you put up a sign um, uh, on your own property, it counts as advertising, and you need a permit. And if you don't have a permit for a sign promoting you know uh, other candidates, then you could get a fine from mm. the council. So it's not so much a law. Right. More like you're mm. just kind of breaking council regulations. I mean, uh, does he know that Josh Frydenberg has got signs all up around Kuyong where I live? Like, is he upset about that? Because they are everywhere. What is it like living in Kuyong at the moment with all those signs? Um, oh, it's very blue. It also <laughs> makes me feel very poor um, in, in general, you know, like living in the crappiest apartment in Kuyong basically. You don't have your own tennis court? No, actually, um, we sold it to develop um, another high rise. Yeah, <laughs> so I was very sad when, when we had to get rid of it. Um, but you know, you've got to make money somehow, right? I was reading about this guy, this Tim Wilson guy, because I was I was doing a little bit of research for this for this show, right? And I was uh, I found out he's uh, he, he was apparently he defended some anti vaxxers didn't he? Because he said he said that he was. That they that it's that he's in favour of freedom of speech, obviously, yeah. as long as the anti-vaxxers' message isn't on a billboard, right? So, uh, <laughs> so <that's>... <laughs> <laughs> Though they can pay for the billboard, it just can't be in their yard. 
He's, I mean, I saw um, some interactions about it and I saw someone reposting an old quote of his on one of his free speech thought uh, experiments, which is where someone was like, okay, you believe in the totality of free speech. Um, Let's deal with the situation here where, you know, we're at an Outback pub and a publican throws out someone for being black, refuses to serve them. Um, what, what would you say to that? He said, absolutely fine, totally fine. That's that's just free speech. That's freedom of action. He is free to thro- throw out that person and then the community is free to boycott that establishment and that is just the free market doing its job. <laughs> so that's the kind of Holy world we're living in. That's the Tim Wilson well, world. Tim Wilson also blocked me on Twitter for being mean to him. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's the free market, baby. He blocked what you on Twitter for being mean. What did you do to him? What did you say? What yeah, did you what did you, you say to him? Oh, look, I'm not going to be really honest here. I I troll a lot of local politicians, <laughs> so I'm pretty sure that it was something about franking credits and I was just a sassy bitch to him basically and I've been blocked by a few Liberal Party members, so um, I honestly don't remember what it was about, but it was wow. something about franking credits. <laughs> People on Twitter are getting really upset at me about me liking his tweets, and I'm only liking them so they stay in my feed. So you can save them. So, yeah, I get so, the same. So, yeah. so when when he does say something dumb, I can jump on it pretty quickly. Right, and, but right. people are just so upset that you know I'm going about liking stuff. They don't like his tweets. I keep seeing them. I'm like, well, you know, you don't have to use Twitter. I've got to save them somehow. <laughs> my poor brain can't keep up with all the free speech. That does sound a little bit like a Prince Andrew excuse. I'll be honest. <laughs> 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 yeah, a like doesn't equal a vote. Yeah. <laughs> this is great on Twitter. I really enjoyed it so much. Soon as um, Bayside clarified the rules for putting up signs, Samantha Maiden from um, uh, the Herald Sun, the chief political reporter, said this, absolutely dead from laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Sam is one of the best journalists in Australia and it's great to see her having a laugh. <laughs> yeah, he's like, lawmakers should probably be across the law before they call <laughs> other people lawbreakers. That's right, yeah. Does this make Tim Wilson a law faker now? That's my question. It's just, yeah, I'm a lawmaker up. That's my bit, yeah. A lawmaker up, I like that. It's so strange, like, it's so strange what kind of speech he is willing to, die, like, what kind of hill he's willing to die on. Like, this is a guy, Tim Wilson is a gay man, and I think he said mm. more on signage of, of signage in Bayside Council than the trampling of LGBT rights and the religious discrimination bill wow. like last week. Like he's, it's he's, bizarre. He's got more tweets, more, yeah. more tweets about he, he, the local local ordinances. He crossed the floor. He crossed the floor to stop that signage. <laughs> <laughs> he crossed the floor. <laughs> no one will be it's supporting Zoe Daniels. No, absolutely not. It's very typical um, conservative politicians, you know, free speech, free speech, and, you know, everyone can say whatever they like and you're all a bunch of snowflakes until someone says something that I don't like because that hurts my feelings. And all she said was, like, vote for me. It wasn't even, like, Tim Wilson's a pussy or whatever. Like, it was just like, (laughs) I am also running in this democratic election. (laughs) He's like, no. Irrational fear. Social progress, and that's what I fight for as much as economic progress. But you like redistributing wealth upwards, yeah? No, I want actually people to have a chance at being able to climb up their own ladder and stand on their own two feet. Unlike people at the ABC. Your fear is rational. This week's second fear. The Queen is dead, according to a Hollywood blog. Three days ago, Hollywood Unlocked made the call claiming that they had spoken to sources close to Buckingham Palace and that yeah. those, those sources chose to speak with Hollywood Unlocked out of every other a- a publication in the world. Um, Steve, as someone from the UK, what counts as a source close to Buckingham Palace? 
Well, it, it, the guy actually said it was a source close to the United Kingdom, oh, which right. means <laughs> which means France, right? Someone in France. Um, to be fair, to be fair, the Queen has looked like she's been dead since two thousand and four, hasn't she? Really? So, mm. so it's not. It's not. A, like, I mean, I. I'll be honest. I, if if this really did happen, if somebody leaked this news to Hollywood Unlocked, then people in the palace are sweating. Apart from Prince Andrew. <laughs> are we going to need some kind of uh, uh, a bell to, to count Every how many times? Every time we mention Prince Andrew, yeah. yeah. There we go. Yeah, yeah. That's two Prince yeah. Andrew jokes. That's two Prince Andrews. <laughs> like, I'm, again, I've been, I've been looking into this. I think that, now this is, I, I shit you not, this is what they're saying, that they think that the, the reporter, this guy, the name is, um, uh, his name's Jason Lee or something. He may have got confused because Mark Lonergan, who's the, the lead singer of the Queens of the Stone Age, he unfortunately passed away. He did. Oh, God. Oh. And, and so this guy, for some reason, thought that that meant that the Queen passed away. So it's just, that it's a case of, of mistaken identity. I mean, with the royal family, it can happen. It's ha- it can happen. Just like it, Prince it, Andrew, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the third one. I mean, I, yeah. I mean... You know, members of the Royal Family look like different things, right? Prince Charles looks like a foot with a fungal infection. People look like they look like different things. <laughs> just how it rolls. There was a time when um, when the Prince of Jordan died, um, Mariah Carey got up at a press conference to say, can we just take a moment uh, and <laughs> remember right. Michael Jordan? He was such a great ba- basketball player. <laughs> no. Yeah, I remember that. That so, was amazing. Look, I, I think there's a, lot of, um, there's a lot of hubbub about the Queen dying this week. People aren't quite mm-hmm. sure there's a bit of conspiracy theories going around. I just went to Google and I typed, is the, into Google, Guess mm-hmm. how many out of the 10 autocompletes on option, how many were about the Queen after typing in is the? Ooh, Three. Uh, I was going to say seven. seven. Yeah. Lewis is close. It's two, but the top one one is the th- iPhone 13 waterproof, <laughs> and then the second one ends, is the Queen still alive, and then followed by the third one is the iPhone 11 waterproof. <laughs> <laughs> Followed by is Ukraine part of NATO, and then finally is the Queen sick. So you know, there's a lot of people. There's a lot on people's minds on the internet. People are really concerned. <laughs> well, I mean, someone needs to tell the mothers of Australia. You know, all the all the mums need to know about the Queen. My mother would be mm. very upset if she doesn't know about this. And they want to know if phones are waterproof too, which is great. Well, <laughs> did you see the story? Um, it's only tangentially Queen related, but the bastion of journalistic integrity here in Australia did a story on the Queen getting COVID. I'm talking, of course. Uh, about a source we turn to often, a current affair. Uh, they did a story on the Queen getting COVID, and they interviewed a medical expert from Melbourne, a doctor. And they were, as they were, they had the obviously pre-recorded interview of this doctor, and they were just chucking up footage. So he was, they were saying, you know, what sort of treatment is the Queen going to be getting? And this doctor was saying, you know, the Queen will basically be getting what everybody gets, depending on how bad it is, a variety of different things. And the current affair editors put up a photo of ivermectin. Oh, God. So the doctor never mentioned ivermectin. No one mentioned ivermectin. A current affair just for like, you know, the normal things that we talk about here on A Current Affair, the things that work, like ivermectin. Yeah, I mean, oh, my God. The Queen's not going to use horse dewormer. She's going to use corgi dewormer. That's that's her choice. (laughs) 
I mean, she does love racehorses, frankly. She probably has a bit of ivermectin um, in one of her stables. She but probably yeah, they, has a lot of shares in ivermectin, I would say. Yeah, so they um, they immediately apologised. They, they took it down, they re-edited it and put it up. But as you can imagine, the people who believe in ivermectin, <laughs> when they see... A story yeah. that says the Queen is taking ivermectin and then they see it taken down and then put back up without it. Mm. That has fueled like millions and millions of views of yeah. conspiracy theories of people just going, what does the Queen know that we don't? I, like the Queen knows that works. Oh, that's a, that's a yeah. horse whistle to that community. Steve, as one of the subjects of HRH. Um, well, you, you guys are subjects, subjects too, yeah. aren't you? Uh, we're all royal uh, subjects technically. Yeah, I mean, guess she, she's on the money, isn't she? God We don't it. play for our cricket team. <laughs> As one as a, as one as a subject that's closer to the Queen than we are, like how do you feel about right. this moment? This must be a very strange moment where you're not quite sure, you know, what's going to happen with Queenie. Well, I mean, I honestly, I'm I'm, I'm very chilled out about the whole thing. I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah, this, this is great. You know, if we had Adam Hills on the show, he'd be very upset because he's now a sir. He's got an MBA these days. Oh, is he? right. oh, oh, well, lucky him. Obviously, he's doing much better than me. Um, if I. <laughs> If I was to be a sir, I'm sure I would also suck up to Her Majesty. But as as it happens, I'm not. And I mean, obviously, you don't want anyone to die, do you? But, I like this yeah, from I mean, um, this comment from a man with dominant claw on YouTube. The Queen did die, but they're trying to get a pawn to the other side before someone notices. I don't know chess, but that's a good reference. Irrational yeah. <laughs> fear. Uh, average Australians within their rights to see you as being a hypocrite given how much electricity you consume in that big house. My electricity consumption is actually negative. You, you don't think this is going to have an impact on retail prices if you take over AGL? I, I do think it's going to have an impact on retail prices. I think we're going to bring retail prices down. A rational fear. This week's third fear, it's on. Russia has invaded Ukraine. Understandable if a country consistently gives you zero points on Eurovision year after year. That's the kind of behaviour that you should just assume is inevitable. Of course, Russia is saying it's not an invasion. The foreign minister is saying that it's merely a group of soldiers going on vacation and soon they'll be back home in their barracks, fully rested, you Western scum. So uh, not an invasion, according to Russia. Uh, But Australia has put sanctions on Russia uh, which I can only assume means not giving them neighbours early or home and away early to watch. <laughs> Look, the actual, here are the actual sanctions, right? Australia has put travel bans for the eight members of Russia's Security Council. This is a big move for a country i.e. Australia, that until Monday allowed no one to travel to the country. Uh, (laughs) This is restrictions on imports also from Crimea and Sevastopol. I mean, what are Australians importing from there? I can only assume like Mm. depleted uranium. Vodka. Vodka, yeah. Twitter followers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Twitter followers, yeah. Lauren, let me ask you, what is this invasion really about for you? I mean, I think it's just about dick swinging, isn't it? Isn't that the whole idea? Um, You know, from what I understand is that Vladimir Putin has been slowly but surely chipping away at democracy for however long and now it seems to be he's getting towards his imperialism that he's been looking for for a while. But for me, I'd like to know, you know, do the anti-lockdown people of Australia know about this? Because, you know, they're very upset about dictators and you know, taking over and freedom and I haven't heard a word from them about this, so I'm just a bit confused. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? 
Yeah, and they've actually imposed um, quite a lot of restrictions in the Ukraine of their citizens to try to stay home during the invasion. So that's a real double tick on the Very lockdown advocates. I feel like someone should tell the lockdown advocates and they should get over there really quick. Mm. As a, a Brit, we said that the, we're going to respond decisively. That's what Boris said. Um, that usually means he's going to have a party. Um, <laughs> Do we think all of this could have been avoided if um, all those years ago when Tony Abbott said he was going to shirt front Putin and everyone in Australia was like, this psycho, what are you doing? You're an idiot. And maybe in retrospect, we were all wrong. And maybe we should have let Tony just go over there and throw hands. Like best case scenario, he beats Vladimir Putin freeze Russia from the oppressive, you know, regime. Worst case scenario, he loses and we get to watch Tony Abbott get punched. <laughs> so it's kind of like, to me, it's sort of a win-win. That's that's true. Steve, who you have no idea what we're talking about here, back in 2014. No idea. None. Ba- back in 2014, MH, when MH17 got shut down, our Prime Minister then, Tony Abbott, who is a raging monarchist and, you know, tough guy, uh, he said he was going to shirt front Vladimir Putin and basically that means right. that's, an, oh, that's an AFL term, isn't it, Lewis? You're going to grab someone by their shirt? Grab, grab them by the shirt and punch them in the chin. <laughs> punch okay. them in the chin. So here's the, grab, here's the grab here. I'll play it for you. See if you can hear it. Uh, look, I'm going to uh, Not wear a shirt front, Mr. Putin. Uh, the Russians have already are. hacked into uh, your you system. Bet I am. <laughs> just, yeah. this, just this great bit where he's like, you know, I'm going to shirt front Mr. Putin. You bet I am. You bet I are. <laughs> you know, like just, just like just completely fuck it up. Incredible clip. Like it was a promise of one-to-one violence. Like that was the kind of diplomacy mm. he was he was willing to do at that point. It does feed into what a lot of the rest of the world thinks about Australia. And And what is that? Can you tell us what that is? Well, basically, punching bit. Basically, like Australia, but hasn't moved on in people's minds since Crocodile Dundee. (laughs) So a lot of the, I mean, I was having this conversation with someone the other day. He he asked me who I thought the most famous Australians were. I couldn't get past Paul Hogan, honestly. <laughs> I, I was, He's not even an Australian citizen anymore. I mean, I mean, oh, yeah, I know, but tomato, tomato, right? But, like, we, we've had so many great exports since then. Like, you know, Nicole Kidman, Hugh Jackman, Hannah Gadsby, you know, Ronnie Chang, we'll claim him, sure, Russell Crowe. All the Hemsworth. <laughs> right, yeah. Matthew Hemsworth, Luke Hemsworth, John Hemsworth, Mark Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth, Dave Hemsworth, Steve Hemsworth, yeah. Alan Hemsworth. But, but, you know, still, nothing <laughs> like, like. Still Crocodile Dundee. Still Crocodile Dundee. Still Crocodile Dundee, mate. I can't get past it. I didn't even think I've seen Crocodile Dundee. I was thinking you about haven't. the sanctions. When you were talking about the sanctions, I'm like, what? what? Are they going to stop Castle Mine Forex from going into Moscow? What is Australia going to do? <laughs> Oh, I mean, that's, a very, that's an absolutely fair point. point. Oh, well, on that point, um, Nick Harcourt, who is a, a businessman, was interviewing Vladimir Putin at APEC in 2007 uh, in Sydney, and he asked, uh, he asked Putin, he said, when I asked Putin at uh, APEC, what do you think of Australia? He replied, I never think of Australia. <laughs> it's so good. He's, he's basically Mariah Carey. I don't know her. It's- it's that classic, um, that, that famous sort of meme scene from Mad Men. I don't know if you know the one where there's a guy in an it. elevator talking to Don Draper and he's like, you know, I think of you when you go home at night and how sad you must be. He goes on this whole tirade about how sad Don Draper is and then there's a pause and Don Draper just turns to him and goes, I don't think of you at all. And then the elevator <laughs> opens and it walks out. Ooh. 
That is cold, like wanna, the Cold War. I want to give a big shout-out to our Patreon supporters who all signed up to hear Extra Fear, Kaylee Green, Kelly Clark, Tresna, Lindsay Guest, Nicole, Roz Quirk, Tom Bellis, Bob Bryler, Travis Moore, Bloss, Philip Westbury, and Man with the Dominant Claw, who is uh, one of our super fans and I'm always pumping the show on Reddit. Thank you, Man with the Dominant Claw. Before we get into Extra Fear, let's do some plugs. Um, Steve and Lauren, you got to plug anything? Got any shows coming up? Uh, right, so hold on. Uh, so, <laughs> I can you hear me? Yep. Oh, have I cut out? Can you hear me? No, we got you. Yeah. Okay, you got me. Uh, yeah, I so I'm I'm not really, yeah, I, I don't really have anything big happening at the moment, <laughs> but uh, so so no, really, no, that's oh, it. Oh, thanks, Must Steve. Be, that's I'm good. glad we could hear uh, you for that. That was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> nothing on. Yeah. How's my audio? Is this thing on? Yeah, no dates. Follow me on. Follow me on Twitter. I've got some <laughs> things that are happening in a few months' time that I'm I'm not really allowed to talk about yet, but Ooh. I will be able to talk about soon. So follow me on Twitter, Steve Healy, H I L I, and um, and yeah, and all will be revealed there. And Lauren, you've got festival shows coming up. I do. I've got my uh, new Melbourne comedy festival show called Everything is a Lie coming up. Not dissimilar from um, Vladimir Putin, really, um, coming up on <laughs> April 18th for I think a week or so. And also follow me on, on Instagram. I, my handle is Live Love Lauren um, for some anti-inspiration inspiration. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, now it's time for Extra Fear. Extra Fear. Extra Fear. This extra level of fear. Extra, 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 extra. Fear. Extra at the start of this week, there was a story that broke that made pretty much everyone in the do-gooding industrial complex spit out their coffee from their keep cups. Australia's biggest polluter, AGL, who is responsible for 8% of Australia's greenhouse gas emissions. That's one company who's responsible for pretty much the entirety of New Zealand's output, uh, but in Australia, had been bid on and been tried to be bought by a friend of the show, Mike Cannon-Brooks, and Canadian Capital Fund, Brookfield, for $10 billion. The bid was an opening gambit by the billionaire. It was rejected, but it's still in its early days. And someone who knows all about the deal and how it's put together is Bryn O'Brien uh, from the Australian Centre of Corporate Responsibility. She's shaking her head. She doesn't know. To hear that interview, <laughs> you have to become a member of Patreon and you can, or you can hit subscribe on the Irrational Fear Extra channel on Apple Podcasts. Bryn, why should people pay a couple of bucks to hear this chat. Oh, look, if you're into um, insider trading, uh, then you're not in luck because I <laughs> don't have the insider scoop on it. But, you know, if you want to hear a little bit of trash talking about the board of AGL, then, then that's why you should do it. That's on Extra Fear, so make sure you go ahead and do that. That is it for Irrational Fear. Big thanks to Steve Healy, Lauren Edwards, Bryn O'Brien and Lewis Hobber. Um, also, big thank you to Road Mike's, the Bertha Foundation, our Patreon supporters and Jacob Round. Uh, and until next week, there's always something to be scared of. Good night. Oh, also, I'm starting a new thing. On Tuesday, if you've given your email to the Irrational Fear email list, you'll find out something. You find out about something called It's Not a Race. Uh, it's a content engine that is going to be ripping into fossil fuel-funded candidates for the election. Uh, so uh, if you want to know more about that, make sure you put, pop your email address into the Irrational Fear email list and uh, I'll send you an email about that on Tuesday. And that's going to be something completely different to Irrational Fear. So hang in there and check that out. So thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.